0: Hello and welcome back. This is Dr. Mindy Shaw and this is our 44th podcast on teaching humanity remotely. This podcast is going to be very brief and once again I am postponing answering the two last questions regarding the book that I wrote for Effective Communication, The Parent's Guide to Effective Communication with Children. If you are interested, and I hope that you are, as many people have been, and I'd love to see continued sales. Please visit my website at learnwithmeremotely.com and also go to my author's page on Amazon, Dr. Mindy Shaw Paperbacks. I will soon be able to sell products on my website itself, but at this point, we're still supporting Amazon. But the reason I wanted to have this podcast today is because something very interesting happened to me, and it was I was having lunch with a mom and I have this question asked to me many times. I think I superficially kind of addressed it once before, but now I want to have just a little more insight in depth regarding this phenomena. How do we as parents or any adults who have moments where they are in charge of children, whether it's through teaching or babysitting or grandparents, any role where the adult is in a leadership role with the child, how do we not put our stuff on these children? Like let's say I have a short fuse and I don't like a lot of chaos. What will my environment with children look like versus somebody who has a very long fuse and doesn't mind a lot of noise and action and chaos. So that's just one example. But let's say I am nervous about swimming. How do I make sure that if my child wants to learn how to swim, I give them that space? It's not as if I'm going to be able to not be nervous, But the question is, do I have a responsibility to own, in this example, my own nervousness regarding swimming and not put it on to my child? And if the answer is yes, how do I do that? Does somebody else take my child swimming when it's time for swim lessons so that I don't have to be there and not react when my child's head is underwater? Do I have to consciously make commitments over and over again to just not say anything? Would my child still feel my nervousness energetically? You know, what is the responsibility? Do I share that I'm nervous, but I don't want them to be nervous? What is appropriate in that situation? And I'm just giving that as an example. The overarching question is from the parent that I had lunch with and many other parents, both moms and dads. The question is, how do I not make my child feel limited in any of the ways that I am limited? And I think the first answer, the most important thing is seeing is the first step. So let's say I know that I have certain tendencies. I, for example, don't like reading out loud or I don't like driving. If I don't like driving, I may not be the best teacher to teach my adolescent how to drive. That seems fair, right? If I'm nervous in the water, I may not be the best teacher to teach a child how to swim. But I am allowed to say, I'm a little nervous when I drive, so I'm going to let somebody else teach you that. Or, Sometimes when you're too close to the water, it makes me nervous, but I'm really very proud that you don't get nervous. I just want you to know that you have to balance being careful with also taking some risks. So it's okay to take risks, let's say when you have your swimmies on, until your teacher says you really can swim without your swimmies. So it's like you're sort of saying it all without really putting any pressure on your child. So I think Being honest when honesty is required, when you need to say something, say it, owning it, owning that this is how you feel and that you are really proud that your child doesn't feel this way in a particular situation. Oh, I love that you can read out loud. You know, when I was younger, I used to be nervous to read out loud. I'm so happy that you don't have that, that you just feel so good about reading out loud. It's so nice to hear you read and I love when we read together. Or you can say nothing. If your child can do something, you, could, you don't have to say, I used to be this way. You could just say, I think that's great that you can do it. But sometimes it's nice for children to know that you had a difficult time with something and that you overcame it and that they didn't have to overcome that because they were already good at it. And also, it's good for children to have the opportunity. I was with another parent the other day, and she said something that I thought was so wise. She said, you know, sometimes we make things so easy for children that we don't help them learn to build up stamina, that they have to work hard to accomplish something. And I think there's balance in that, too. It shouldn't be all work. It shouldn't be all play. There should be a balance in doing something that's a lot of work, like maybe math is very hard for someone and reading is easy. If it was all hard, that would feel terrible. And if it was all... Easy, that wouldn't feel good either because, like my friend said, it's important for children to build up stamina for working hard and feeling accomplished. So, I think these parents and educators and adults who are really being so thoughtful and reflective about being with children in the best way possible and working to ensure that they don't do anything when they're around children to make children feel less free or able to express themselves is really fantastic. And as long as we are all paying attention, we're moving in the right direction. And I think that the greatest gift that we can give to our children is to support their expression, to be self-expressed, while also making sure that what they're saying is helpful and not harmful and making sure that they're having empathy and compassion for maybe people who are less able. So there's so many things to teach, but also just enjoying what they do well and reinforcing the gift that those accomplishments truly are. So enjoy having vacations with your children during this summertime. And until next time, I just hope that you continue to Ask these provocative questions and reflect about your best practice and what it requires, which is all really about being present in the moment and enjoying your own journey in learning how to be fulfilled, being with children. Until next time.
1: And that concludes this episode of the podcast series Teaching Humanity Remotely with Dr. Mindy Shaw. Thank you for listening. You can follow Dr. Shaw on Facebook. Her page is Learn With Me Remotely. That's on Facebook. That's also her website, learnwithmeremotely.com. Her podcasts and all the books that she's been referring to are on that site for purchase, and samples are there as well. You can follow her on Twitter at Dr. Mindy Shaw1. Dr. is abbreviated DR, and the one is the number one, Dr. Mindy Shaw1. And on Instagram at Dr. Mint, with a T, Shaw. Thanks again for listening. Watch out for the next podcast in the series. That'll be coming real soon.